Welcome to TWW, The Weekly Wheel, where each week the Dharma Wheel rolls and delivers you new content available anywhere at any time in your everyday life. We present a mindfulness service, which has three components. First, meditation. And then we meditate with sound through chanting. You can have your mind wander when you sit in silence, but it's very difficult to wander as you chant. You need to focus on the next character, on your breathing, on the next line. And if you pat yourself on the back too much or become too self-aware, you'll miss a line. And then lastly, we have something called active listening, where we lean into and really listen to the Dharma talk given by our senseis. You could think of silent meditation and sound meditation through chanting as preparatory to get our minds focused and open and clear so we can really listen clearly and really take in the Dharma. And in a sense, it perfumes the mind. The mind is slowly changed as it hears new points of view, new perspectives, and new approaches to dealing with life. It's set up much like an in-person service. It's led, moderated by multiple voices. So you get a variety of opinions, a variety of, of perspectives as you go on your journey. So I hope you will join us now for this mindfulness service presented to you by the people at The Weekly Wheel and the Orange County Buddhist Church. Thank you so much. We will now have seated meditation. Take a moment to see that your back is straight and centered with your shoulders relaxed. If you're in a chair, it's best to sit forward slightly rather than leaning on the chair back and keep your feet flat on the floor. Try keeping your eyes half open, resting the gaze gently downward, without focusing on anything in particular. In the same way, be open to whatever sounds are coming into your ears, whether from inside the room or outdoors. We are not trying to isolate ourselves from the world around us, but rather feel that we're part of that world. If you like, you may count your breaths from one to ten. Inhale deeply, let it all out. Try slowing down your rate of breathing relative to what it would be at other times. We are not trying to think about anything in particular or visualize anything. We simply watch our thoughts come and go.
Please put your hands together in gasho. Bow. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namandabutsu. 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 You may stretch your legs and then please stand. We will now have our standing meditation session. Your upper body is in the same position as for sitting meditation. Straight head and spine, shoulders back, eyes half open, hands comfortably positioned in front. Legs should be shoulder width apart with knees slightly bent. Again, rock forward and backward and side to side to find your center. Standing meditation reminds us to take our meditation practice out into the world, waiting in line at the store, being stuck in traffic, going through TSA security at the airport. Over time, meditation becomes a practice for the body and mind that can be recalled when needed most in situations that may be merely annoying, perhaps frustrating, or even stressful. We will begin at the sound of the bell.
Please put your hands together in gasho and bow. Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz. Return to your seat or cushion. Sitting in this way, we might wonder what purpose we are achieving. Actually, there is no specific purpose. I think it's really to make us aware of what sitting is, what breathing is, standing is. What are these simple activities that we do most of the time without thinking about them at all? We'll begin our second sitting at the bell.
Please put your hands together in Gasho. Bow. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namandabutsu. 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 We will begin uh, sutra chanting. Sutra chanting is actually a portion of a sutra that we will chant. Uh, most sutras are far too long to be able to chant in one sitting. So for us, uh, we're usually chanting a verse out of a longer narrative or prose. And that's why uh, each line consists of perhaps four or five or seven characters. When we chant, we read from left to right, just like in English, and we move down the first column, and then we move to the second column, and so on. Open circles uh, represent bells uh, for the chant leader to ring. So we always begin a sutra chant with two bells. Whenever we change a section, we use one bell to kind of signal that we're changing uh, from one section to another. And then when you end a sutra chant, you always end with three bells. Each syllable here is written in Romanized characters, English characters. And each syllable here represents a kanji, a Chinese character. And it's written phonetically. It's the sound of the character. The vowels have the same pronunciation independent of location or their neighbor. So this is different from English. And the vowel sounds, uh, I've been told, resemble those in Spanish. So we have A, E, I, O, and U. And they're pronounced A, E, E, O, and U. And then uh, you'll see uh, italicized lines. Uh, those are leader lines that I chant alone. And you will also see underlines under some of the characters. And that means that rather than each character getting a single beat, an underlying character will get a beat and a half. And to kind of make up that little extra time, the next character in line will only get a half beat. And what you do is you don't really concern yourself too much about the meaning of what's being chanted. This isn't flashcards. We're not trying to learn something. This is a ritual. And so we chant together as a feeling of oneness. Don't worry too much about how you're doing. Be aware and mindful of each character. Uh, this is a form of meditation. Uh, rather than silent meditation, we're meditating through sound. So, you know, you see the character, you say it, you forget about it, you move on, and you say the next character. And over time, it becomes effortless, and you'll begin to memorize it uh, without realizing it. We will now chant the Junidai found on page 49. Junidai or 12 verses of reverence, originated in the Mahayana tradition of India during the time of the Pure Land Master Nagarjuna, around 150 CE. The verses were later translated into the Chinese text that we chant today. Like the larger sutra and the Amida sutra, the text of Junidai describes the spiritual qualities of Amida and the Pure Land using poetic language. Please read the translation of the Junidai found on page 51, which describes in detail what the 12 verses of reverence actually means. We will now chant the Junidai. Amida 
Oh. 
Life at 30 miles per gallon. Buddhism has taught me that one of the most powerful ways to change your life is to simply change your point of view. A different perspective can lead to new insights that can fundamentally alter the way we appreciate the world around us. I would like to share an example of this process. In 2018, I purchased a new car. It was a Honda CRV with Apple CarPlay. It is really nice. You just hook up your iPhone and your apps appear on the car's display. This ensures that I can use my Waze Navigator hands-free. Waze is really good at helping me avoid road closures, but it also has some bugs in it. The reason for this may be that it tries too hard to optimize time. For example, when I drive south from OCBC to my home, Waze wants me to get on the 405 South at Beach and Edinger and exit at Brookhurst to save one minute of drive time. It often wants me to get off the freeway for small side streets for another minute or two of savings. Often, I don't know the surrounding neighborhoods very well and would be blindly following its commands. I'm not comfortable with that either. I have also noticed that when I take a Waze detour, I usually run into a huge traffic jam of cars following the same advice. I wish there was a setting that allowed me to have ways only suggest alternate routes 
if the savings is of 10 minutes or more. Waze has triggered me to hyperfocus on the elapsed time of my trips. There is a clock sitting in the lower left just begging to be optimized. But this led me down a bumpy road. It encouraged me to be a hyper driver, always looking for a shortcut. This also affected how I saw the road. For example, below are some of the associations I was making while driving. A Prius, avoid at all costs. A yellow light, accelerate. A green light, saving seconds. A red light, losing seconds. Lane changes as strategic maneuvers. The look I would give passing slow drivers in their cars. Going uphill, speed up. What I have found is that no matter how hard I try, I can never beat the Waze estimate. If it says the estimated time of arrival is 37 minutes to get from OCBC to my home, then it's going to take at least 37 minutes or more. You can never beat the traffic because it's a very complex system of causes and conditions that are unpredictable and you cannot ever overcome. But there is another way. As Buddhists, we merely have to change our perspective and focus on the things that we can really control. I was able to do this when I finally noticed another gauge that is also sitting on my dashboard across from the Waze timer. It is miles per gallon. Changing my attention has greatly changed my driving. I am now calm and relaxed, and my actions have a huge impact on this number. With this MPG change in perspective, I now see the road in this way. A Prius as a very favored ally. Yellow light, coasting. Green light, maintain 43 miles per gallon and 43 miles per hour. Red light, I sit and admire my MPG. Lane changes, to avoid tailgaters. The look, braking 30 miles per gallon. Uphill, soon there will be downhill savings ahead. Now when I reach my destination, I am completely relaxed. I am calm after 37 minutes of driving. I get to enjoy the view and listen to my music. I am no longer in competition with other drivers. I no longer have those awkward moments when a car I passed pulls up next to me at a red light and gives me the look. I really noticed how helter-skelter everyone is driving. I was one of those drivers, fighting a battle with traffic that I could never win. I was causing my own suffering. This is an example of how a simple change in perspective from ETA to MPG can make a huge difference in our experience of driving. This can also serve as an analogy for Buddhist practice within our everyday lives. In a similar manner, Buddhist insight can change how we fundamentally appreciate living. Thank you very much. In God's show, Namo Amidabuts, Namandabuts, Namandabuts. Today's program was presented and produced by the Buddhist Education Center of Orange County Buddhist Church. This podcast is copyrighted 2022 by the Orange County Buddhist Church, Anaheim, California, all rights reserved.